Today's episode is brought to you by The Art Scene. Visit artscene.com.au. Welcome to Glazed Over, the podcast for watercolour enthusiasts. I'll take you behind the washers, the dry brush and the horizon lines to ignite your passion of all things watercolour. I'm your host, Tony White. Thank you for joining me. Now let's get stuck in. Hello, 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 and welcome to Glazed Over, this episode number five, I believe. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, and thanks for uh, for telling a friend and passing it on, sharing the love around the airwaves. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for um, the positive feedback I've been getting. Uh, Herman's episode last week was great, as was Chan's. You guys are enjoying everything, so I really appreciate all of the support and the kind words. Just for a couple of little bits of business before we get cracking in uh, to today's guest. Uh, now, I'd really like you to have a look at my YouTube channel. Um, if you just, it, there's links everywhere. There's links to everything everywhere. Just go to my website, tonywhitewatercolor.com. It's more links than a friggin' St. Andrews, really. But yeah, if you go go to that, subscribe. And every Tuesday night and every Thursday, um, Australian Eastern Time, uh, I do some tutorials and things online. So live with YouTube Live. So um, you can get involved and paint along. Um, share your pictures, all that kind of stuff. So that'd be cool. If you can check that out, subscribe, that'd be tops. Um, yeah, all the website. If you go to the website, you'll see everything there. I just want to uh, read a couple of reviews. I've, I've got a few reviews in now for the show. It's uh, obviously we're early days. We're Well, this is five episodes in. We're early days. Uh, so we just want to, um, you know, see, tell everyone how we're going. This review came actually just before it was re- the show was released by, um, this is by Dawn, who is in Chicago. Um, it says, Tony is refreshingly unbridled and unquestionably, unquestionably passionate about his watercolour. Oh, and yeah, a kick-ass artist. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, not sweating the small stuff. He gets right down to the joy of messing with water and paint after participating in one of his online workshops. You'll experience your own voila moment and realise it is indeed possible. Can't wait for your interviews, Tony, and try to behave yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ah, thanks, Dawn. Too kind. And this one comes from Scott in uh, the US. Somewhere I can't remember. I think he might be in Nashville or Alabama, I think. Alabama, maybe. Um, it says, with a dearth of watercolour-focused podcast, Tony's Glazed Over podcast is a welcome treat. And five stars. Thank you so much. And uh, from Matteo Bazzina, we have uh, really enjoying these so far and looking forward to more. Uh, Chan and Herman both gave some great tips and were very engaging guests and Tony is such a natural at hosting. Uh, Would love them to be longer. Uh, Definite worthy listen for anyone who paints in watercolour. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate everyone's kind words. Really helps... uh, Helps buoy the spirits, you know. I really appreciate it. We can all do with some spirit buoying from time to time. Now, today's guest, I was lucky enough to have a great conversation with uh, the fantastic American watercolour artist. I think she's from Pennsylvania. Yes. Uh, her name is Brienne Brown. She's great. Uh, she 
uh, her and I paint in a quite a similar style, really, and very similar approach to to way, the way we work, which is which is cool. I guess it helps being influenced by the same kind of people, I suppose. But yeah, she's uh, she's a, a great lady and a great artist, and I had a really really nice chat with her. Uh, we learn all sorts of stuff. So, without further ado, thank you very much, everybody, and we'll now hand you over to Brienne. A quick caveat with this is the audio that Zoom pumped out for this um, conversation was a bit crap. I've fixed it up as much as I could. My mic came out came out way too compressed, and Brienne's is not too bad, but uh, it was all over the shop. So I'll try and I've I've tried to fix it up as best I can in the the technical side of things in the software, but uh, we'll see how we go. But anyway, without further ado, here is Brienne Brown. So thank you very much for joining us here on Glazed Over. Today's guest, we have the wonderful watercolorist from the US of A, uh, Brienne Brown. Welcome, Brienne. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, No problem. Good stuff. Thank you for joining us. been a uh, bit of a hectic time the last uh, last few months with the whole COVID thing, and uh, yeah, how you been? Uh, how you been going there? You know, I am busier than I've ever been. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> it's been a crazy time. You know, the kids being home, I've had to homeschool and stuff, and add in that. But then also, I've been painting more, and then also trying to do more online teaching. So which I started in January uh, before the COVID thing started. So I knew I wanted to do it, but I've just been ramping it up, doing more. Of it. Yeah, that's right. That kind of the same sort of thing happened this end. It's, you know, everyone was freaked out because I, I play music as well, oh. um, do some gigs and stuff, and they, they dried up overnight, same as the workshops and things. So yeah. all of a sudden you have to go, well, what am I going to do to put food on the table and, and away we go. So, yeah, it's just sort of, you know, forced our hand really, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That's good. That's well, the way it works been, sometimes. And, you know, it's been fun, I think, because it makes you get outside of your box and think of new things to do. And so there is some yep. positive about it. Oh, absolutely. That's right. And uh, and you get to spend more time with your family, which is, I guess, good sometimes. <laughs> yes, if we're not trying to kill each other. But, yeah. That's right. Exactly right. Dad, can I go, can we go to the park? Can we go to the park? Yep. yep. I want to go on the swings. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so I've noticed that um, that you played music or you're into music in your younger days. What um, did, did you or do you still play an instrument? Uh, I'm not as good anymore, uh, but I played the piano. Right, cool. So I used to play a lot more and I was pretty serious about it growing up. But lately, since I've had the kids, it's really just been kids and art. That's Mm. what I focus on. That's all right. Oh, cool. That's good. But um, did you play a little bit like, was it school days or was it in, um, you know, school bands or anything like that? Uh, No, not in school bands. Mostly, you know, I did recitals and stuff. I did classical and jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't ever play in a band, though. It was mostly just. Oh, uh, cool. I did do some, like, weddings, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but, but yeah. Mostly I just did it because I love it and yeah, cool. by myself. Good. 
No, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's the guy. Um, so just before you turn to your career as an artist, you, um, you're, I, I heard this on the, uh, on the, your Colour in Your Life episode as well as um, just sort of reading up about you. You're a toxicologist. Yes. Yes, I was. Wow. <laughs> That's a, that's a little bit chemistry is a little bit of a different career than something creative. How <laughs> when you have to be so analytical and uh-huh. um, did you work on anything crazy before you turned to art as your profession? Well, as a toxicologist, I I used to analyze a lot of any sample for drugs and narcotics. That was mostly my job. Right. We did do some research, you know, but I would analyze brain you know, hair, Mm. blood, urine, pretty much almost any tissue that we'd get. And so I don't know how crazy that is, but the hair was the craziest, really, actually. It's it's crazy for someone who's not in that field, I suppose. But it was Um, fun, but this is much more fun. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What um, who influences you as a painter? Like, what's your, uh, you know, if you had, you know, if you if you had to choose your main influence with your painting, um, art. We'll go artist wise first. Like, who's yeah. who's your big well, white whale? You know, I have I have so many uh, that really have influenced me. Um, I think. I can think of two main workshop instructors that were a huge influence when I was learning. Uh, one was mm-hmm. Alvaro Castagne. I had a workshop yep. from him and fascinating. I mean, just, I learned so much just watching him paint and applying paint. Yeah. And then also Christopher Schink, who's an American mm-hmm. artist. And I, he was probably my favorite workshop instructor that I ever took from because I learned so much about design and he opened up my eyes to the variation of what watercolor can do and how thick it can get, you know, cause I mean, mm. he, he like just squeezes on the paint onto the paper. And yeah. so those were two big ones when I was learning. Um, also yeah. I love art books and, and yeah. I mean, I watch a lot. So, well, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say a lot, but I, I enjoy that. And so Joseph Zibovec, of course, I, yep. I've seen a number of his videos. And then uh, Robert Wade, uh, mm. probably I never met him, but I love his book. And I read it from cover yep. to cover. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, uh, I was lucky enough to, to find a copy of that book um, only a couple of weeks ago. Someone... Really? Uh, one of my, I don't know whether it was they were a Facebook friend at the time. You know how you've got Facebook friends that you have yeah, no idea who they are. Um, <laughs> they, uh, that's right. They just put, apparently uh, it was either them or a relative was getting out of watercolor. So they had a whole bunch of stuff they put up on the Facebook marketplace and, and there were like five or six books. And I had a look and went, well, there was, there was Robert Wade's, there was one of Alvaro's, um, actually two of Robert Wade's. One was a little little book. There was a few, like probably five or six books, and um, and I got them all. It was like 50 bucks. Oh, wow. And that happened great. one and time. I had a neighbor who her grandmother painted, but then they had to downsize. So same type of thing. I yeah. went and raided her book collection and 
Uh, I'm like, yes, thank you. You know, I got John Pike, which I love his work too. And, you know, Charles Reed got a whole bunch of books from him. I love it. That's right. (laughs) Now, I I did a painting earlier on this year just of a random figure sitting there uh, sketching and it ended up looking like Charles Reed. (laughs) I don't know. But it was... There was no detail. It was just a pose or a posture or a hat yeah. or something. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it's good. The uh, I've got a you know the uh, the mythical um, Joseph's book. The um, oh, the uh, light and atmosphere and what it called. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's that's a um, a bit of a uh, you know hard to find thing in the world now, and oh, you can boy. see a couple on. Yeah on Amazon or things like that here and there. I've seen them go up to two, $3,000. It's crazy. Um, I just, it was probably about five years ago. I was just, I said, I'll go into eBay and I typed it in, did as I did every now and then. And it came up, there was one in the UK and it cost me 60 bucks. Oh, wow. This one book. I was like, well, good, good job. <laughs> so, you know, some people buy, some people take out shares in companies. We just buy Which Joseph's book. book. We'll be right. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, just a bit of the nuts and bolts of your painting and your uh, materials. Like we, you know, I'm sure you see it a lot as well. Um, students obsess over materials mm-hmm. a lot to the point of, you know, it's like amateur golfers thinking that the the right clubs are going to make them swing better or something. You know, it's the same same kind of thing. You've got to, the students just have to have this. Yeah certain thing they have to have exactly what you're doing and you have to tell me exactly what color you're doing you're using um what is like having said all that i mean we we do have our preferences of course but what's the one thing in your arsenal that you couldn't like if you went out painting and you'd forgotten it you'd be like ah shit what do i do yeah you know that's a hard question i mean most things i could probably work around like i was thinking a squirt bottle is one but I have yeah. been able to work around a squirt bottle. It was awful, mm-hmm. but I did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I would, you say more. Yeah. I would say I do love, you know, two particular brushes that I have that, yeah. but, but they're not like, it doesn't have to be specific, but this kind of brush, I just have yeah. a hard time to do without. And one is, you know, a mop quill brush because mm-hmm. it holds so much water to do a wash without it would be very hard. Now, I, I don't necessarily have a favorite brand because I have about five or six different brands, but that mm-hmm. type of brush uh, that has a good point, you know, is insane, yeah. I think, for what I do. Um, so I, that was the one that I could think of that if I didn't have that, I'd probably have to go home. <laughs> and get yeah, fair something. enough. <laughs> um, do you um do you find when you're painting outside do you have uh, would you rather it be windy or rainy? Oh, rainy. Yeah, rainy. Yeah, I, I find that you wind can, yeah. is probably one of the hardest to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rain. Yeah. I can usually find some kind of cover, some kind of mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, yeah. And I've painted in the rain, but I've painted in some windy conditions where I just had to. Nope. Yeah. Crap yeah. it. No, you can't do it. That's all right. I um, it's always good when you when it's windy and you and you're teaching and uh, your easel just blows over yes. and everything goes everywhere in the it's middle of a exciting. demo. That's good fun. 
That's <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, just sort of backtracking a, a little bit. Um, we, we touched briefly already on your past as a chemist, I suppose, as a toxicologist, but um, when you made that transition, was it a, was it a gradual one or did you just quit your job and then started start being an artist or how did you go about it and how did you find that yeah. that transition of you know having a stable dare I say stable income right. to uh to not having <laughs> a stable so income yet yeah. <laughs> yeah um you know it was it was actually kind of gradual for me so I did quit my job when my oldest was born so that was 12 years ago he's 12 and a half yeah. right now and mm-hmm. so I quit my toxicology job to raise him. And I just started, I, all, art had always been a part of my life, but it, would all, it was always on yeah. the back burner. It was never, yeah. you know, I never thought of going into art, really. Even mm-hmm. This time, yeah. I just, I was home and the baby didn't do much but sleep <laughs> at first. <So laughs> yeah, I that's right. More, and I just started doing it more and more. Of course, they stopped sleeping. So yeah. <laughs> I, I had to hire some help, but I hired someone to come two days a week for four hours each time. And I would oh, lock cool. myself in my room <laughs> and paint. And it was the, actually some of the best lessons for me because I knew I would just get to work. Inspiration came after I started working, you know, so it yeah, was right. a great, um, you know, lesson for me. And then, so I just kept at it and I kept painting and then people started coming to me and asking me to teach. And I taught chemistry before actually when I was in college Mm -hmm. and I loved the teaching part. So also teaching kind of is a natural thing for me that I enjoy. And so it kind of just seems like the right move. And then I kept showing my work also, I should say that, you know, and it kind of grew from there and, it's been mm. great. So, and then I started to push it, you know, more after that. Yeah. But I don't want to say it just fell into yeah. my lap, but <laughs> it, it definitely is a lot of work. But I think it's yeah. been a good change because now I can be a mom and be flexible. And my life is really yeah. my kids painting and my mm-hmm. business. Yeah. So. Oh, good. Well, that's, that's good. And I, I think that's probably... Um, probably a better way to to do it like if you had the if you had the choice of just going you know cold turkey on one and straight into the art world and trying to make your way i think i think you'd you know you'd get a bit of get you'd probably get the bends a bit right and you might get discouraged because there's ups and downs Mm. yeah that's right and if you if you went from just cutting it off to all of a sudden, yeah. you know, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. And if you didn't, weren't successful right away, which it yeah. happened right away, you yeah. have to, you have to mm. build it, you know, and uh, yeah, that, that could be. That's right. I, I think that's, I guess there's a, there's a bit of a similarity in our, in our stories are a little, little bit when you think of, and reason I say it is to, um, maybe encourage people who are potentially in a similar situation is that, uh, you know, I was working full-time job, bloody blah, um, working at a bank, boring. But, um, but I'd 
yeah, I was taking workshops and things and some of the fellow students in the workshops were saying, well, you should start teaching. And I did at the local art society and things and and I'd always, and I had taught um, guitar previously when yeah. I was playing guitar and, and I'd always enjoyed that communication side of things. So it's, um, yeah, you can you can do it. It's, it, yeah, and it's definitely a lot of hard work. <laughs> it's a hell of, that's the thing, like uh, I always joked like the first you know, year or so out of um, quitting my job is the first time I don't have a job, but I've never worked so hard in my life. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> so. You know, and I learned, have been learning more uh, than besides just the art. I mean, there's so much more that goes into a yeah. business. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I hadn't really expected <laughs> all of that, but it's been good. And I learn on the job and yep. kind of adapt and figure out new things. Yeah, you just go for it and see what happens. And and um, when you come up with a good phrase or something like that, you hopefully you've got something to write it down with because you'll forget it 100%. Yeah. So I, I, find, I find myself walking around with notepads and stuff yeah. these days just because I'll think of something cool and then I'll go, oh, that's unreal. And then I'll have write it down and have to Google it to make sure no one else has thought of it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so at the moment you're you're focusing a lot on the online teaching stuff. So tell us about you've got a new website uh, that's got a whole like sort of devoted to that teaching side of things. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so my new website is travelingcolorstudio.com, which is actually my business name that I started like 10 years ago. But uh, <laughs> I I have I've been doing videos for actually over 4 years now, four and a half years or so. And, um, and so now I have a site where I'm putting some new, new videos on and some free tips as well. And then I'm also started a mentor program, which has been great. I started it in January and I love it. I've been trying to come up with this idea for the last couple of years and it's a 16 week program. So each of the four weeks, so each month, basically we focus on a different topic and mm-hmm. there's videos involved there's one-on-one teaching there's feedback assignments all of that awesome. and it's been it's been great i love it the students have been great and i like it because i feel like i'm kind of a more efficient teacher because i have a lot of the main instruction on video but then i get to do the yeah. one-on-one and finesse what they need you know and really yeah, focus that's right. on yeah directing and teaching personally. So I really enjoy that. Mm. Um, And then I'm also starting some online three-day workshops. So my first one's end of July and we'll see how it goes. Cause yeah, like you, a lot of my workshops are being canceled or postponed. Mm -hmm. You just don't know what's going to happen. So I thought I'd try some online ones to see Mm -hmm. how it goes. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, that's that's all you can kind of do. It's you know we're all we're all in the same boat and learning the the same uh, at the same time. So yeah, some things work, some things don't, right. and you just see what's right for you. Right, what um, works for the students too. Because yeah, that's right. I mean, I've been doing a lot of um, just sort of YouTube live um, demonstrations and sort of tutorials, yeah. but. Um, and uh, that's been really good. 
but um, it's it's good. The thing, good thing about the YouTube live is that you you do it live or whatever, and you you might have 20, 30 people watching, but when the video is over, it's there on your channel for everyone to see. And, you know, you've got hundreds and hundreds of views after that. So that's it's, it's a cool thing. Um, I've found that works works well for, for me and my lazy personality anyway. I've got a fairly – I'm pretty lazy at the heart of it. <clears throat> um, so just going back to workshops and things, have you got anything um, anything lined up – that well, you can't can't say definite at the moment. Yeah. But have you got anything that, as far as you know, is going ahead, like next year or something? Or well, yeah, I actually have one coming up in August. That so far everything it, it might happen, and it's happening in North Carolina. I'm driving to mm-hmm. it, not flying. Yep. A lot of local yep. people coming, um, so mm-hmm. that one might happen. Cool, so. that's good. We'll see. And then other than that, of course, the rest of this year, I have one in upstate New York that is waiting to see. And then Plain yeah. Air, Texas, uh, or Plain Air event. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the end of October. And then other than that, it will be next year. Yeah. My Italy next trip year. got pushed till next year. Yeah. So- that's, um, well, yeah, absolutely. Was that um, at? the watermill yes watermill yeah that's right i had one that I had to get canned and pushed to the next year there as well yeah. it sucks <laughs> i know it was so sad yeah. i was so looking forward to it but next fall yeah you know that's right yeah they'll always be there just have to wait it out yeah but um no it's weird just not knowing yet and having to do all the communication over again to, you know, yes. to contact people overseas saying, all right, when can we reschedule for next year? And fingers crossed it goes ahead. It's, <laughs> it's, it's different right now because it's yeah. just all up in the air. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um, just as a bit of a, no, that's not really a funny question, but I think we've all got them in the, um, in our little art world, in the art world, however you want to put it, um, we all have things that annoy us and get under our skin. If you could change anything or what's the, what are your pet peeves, I suppose, in the art world? You know, I think the main thing is, so when I teach people, you know, teach people watercolour and teach people to paint, I have some students that uh, get really negative and down on themselves. Mm. You know, like, oh, I did this painting. I had one woman during a, a plein air workshop tell her, tell me it was the worst day of her life. <laughs> she oh, was geez, getting this awesome. painting, you know, done. And I think one of mine is people thinking that art is something you can just teach in one day. And you know what yeah. I mean? Or it's that it's something that can mm-hmm. just be taught quickly. You know, it is a yeah. skill that needs practice. It needs development. And having mm-hmm. a bad painting is okay. That's great because that's learning, that's you know. And so exactly. I think one of my pet peeves is just changing that attitude that, okay, art takes time. It takes practice mm-hmm. and it can be done, but it takes a lot of effort. And, you know, and, and, having people just have fun with it instead, you know, because it's so yeah. much fun. That's right. Exactly. And not to have, 
um, just such unrealistic unrealistic expectations yeah. on one um, final one piece. You know, you should look at the yeah. progress. So I try to teach people to focus on the process, not the end product, because the end that's product, right. that's one thing, you know, when people mm-hmm. ask me sometimes, you know, what's your favorite painting? That's an impossible question because it's really yeah. the next one. <laughs> I, that's I right. Love, Hope, hopefully the next one. Will I be love too. the process of painting. That's what's fun. You know, you get an end mm-hmm. product and you're kind of like, oh, well, okay. Now let's, I want to paint again. <laughs> The Art Scene Winter Sale is now one with massive store-wide savings. With up to 25% off all paints, 50% off all Art Basics portfolios, 20% off all Art Basics stretch canvas, 25% off all brushes plus much, much more. Head over to artscene.com.au or click the link in the show notes to check out the full catalogue. All offers available only during June and July 2020 or while stocks last. No rain checks. Freight charges will apply to all mail orders. Discounts listed in this brochure cannot be used in conjunction with any other promotion or discount offerings. I've never painted portraits because uh, they, whenever I've drawn a portrait in in my life. And when I say portrait, that's sort of overselling it when I'm just sort of trying to draw a face that maybe resembles the thing I'm copying sort of thing. (laughs) Um, It's always ended up looking like that person's cousin or something like that. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but this, this week I I started um, mucking around with some portraits. So at the moment I'm doing one of, of Helen Mirren. Okay. I was just trying to look for interesting faces. Um, just Google an image or whatever. And and it doesn't really look like her yet. Um, but it's almost there. But the the process of of learning, because I've I've never yeah. sort of looked at it. And I plan to look at things about te- the technical side of portraits just to, as a change. But just learning the process of of you know, making it, giving the face volume right. here by lifting color out and all, just all those little, little things. Mm-hmm. And the process of that's unreal, just that observation. And yep. that's what it always gets me when people, like, say you do figures or something, you're, you're doing a street scene and you put a couple of figures in, and people go, Oh my God, you make that look so easy. Well, hang on, let me go and let me go and show you the stack of books I've got <laughs> that that have got every page filled with doodles and figures. Right, right. You know, it's that it's that it's kind of practice. thing. It's like it's practice. There's a lot of hard work goes into to making things look easy, so right. to speak. And that's yeah, you you're right. People I had a, a student last week who um reluctantly put her uh figures figures practice painting up on my Facebook page and went, oh, geez, knees work here, knees work here, bloody blah, blah. And it's like, doesn't matter. You're ahead of someone who didn't do it. Right, right. Exactly. So you know, We're all at, we all start out <laughs> somewhere. And so every artist was a beginning artist at one point. You know, now some, it comes quicker than others, but, you know, it's still, we all have to put in the time. We have to put in the brushwork. Yeah you know, in order yep. to, to really learn something. So that's right. Exactly. Just like playing the piano uh, or the guitar. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> exactly. And that's, uh, it's weird. This, this whole, um, 
I plan to delve deeper into to this topic at some point, but the whole thing of uh, the the myth of talent, yeah, so to speak, like you know, everyone goes, "Oh, you're so talented," mm-hmm. and there's never a bad intention behind that that comment, but it's mm-hmm. it, it's almost dismissive. It almost right. feels like, well, I don't have oh, talent, so I could never do that. And yeah, that's so, right. So that is definitely it's. You know, there's there's more to it. Talent, I do believe in, you know, some people have a natural ability. You know, I do believe that. But mm-hmm. it does not mean natural ability only takes you so far. Yeah, you know, that's if right. If you want to make it something that you really want to get better at, you have to work, talented or not. You know? 100%. Yeah. And, you know, like, like Tiger Woods, maybe uh, he might have had a natural talent for playing golf, right. but... There's there's still plenty of records out there, mm-hmm. you know, being up at four o'clock in the morning hitting buckets of balls because he has to work at it, and that's that's just what yeah. that's what it is. That's, what that's, that's life. Yeah. That's what we do exactly. <laughs> and and whether it be I don't know about you, if it whether it be um, like physically drawing something or painting something or. You, you practice even when you're not doing anything. Like if you look at, say you're outside and you're looking at something and you go, oh, how would I paint that? And just thinking about that process of going, yeah, I'd do that <laughs> a negative that, that's cool, and I'd soften that bit. You start seeing things in shapes, yeah. in blocks of colours. and Yeah, my husband and, gets frustrated because yeah. I get that glazed look. <laughs> yeah. Looking at something and observing. Yep. And really studying, and like you say, thinking, how would I paint that? Yeah, yeah, and it, it's 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 crazy. Like you end up walking around editing your whole life. Right. <laughs> like you just, oh, I'll leave that out. Yeah, and that's that doesn't need to be there. That's or that's a great that's shape. Love that. Yeah, I know. So, oh look, yeah, what an unreal composition. That's un- <laughs> that's great. Oh, the, the camera won't pick it all up. Uh, but yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> but, no, yeah. no, no, it's crazy. Um. Couple of funny questions we'll have. We'll end up on here, Brandon. Thanks. This has been great. Um, <laughs> I'll ask every every guest this. I think this sort of thing. Um, you, you aforementioned Alvaro is confirmed as coming on in a couple of weeks oh, too, great. which is good. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be unreal. Uh, but if you had only five colours to paint with for the rest of your days, and I've seen your palette, there's a fair, there's a few colours. <laughs> Same as mine. Um, if you only had five to choose from, what would they be? Well, I for sure know three of them. Um, transparent yellow oxide from Daniel Smith is like one of my favorite colors. I go through mm-hmm. a lot of it. Also, cobalt blue uh, yep. is just my favorite blue. And then quadacridone rose is ah, one cool. of my favorite colors. I could probably do it with alizarin crimson. You know, but Quinrose will work. And then the other ones are trickier. Um, yeah. One of, I, I thought about, you know, one of my favorite combinations is Sap Green and Carbazole Violet, which are both from Daniel Smith, too. Mm-hmm. But, and so I would have it hard. So those might be my other two. But I would also have a yeah. hard time living without Lavender. <laughs> Oh, whole, yeah. Holbein yeah. lavender is, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it's probably not essential. I could get away without it, but I sure <laughs> don't want to. 
<laughs> no, that, that's all right. That lavender is amazing. That's, yeah. like, that has to be on my so, plate for sure. Five or six, if you'd give me. Yeah, if I was a rider, you can have six. If I can have the lavender. But yeah, other than that, okay. those five are yeah, cool. my stock, stock colors. Well, just technically for a second, if you think about yeah. the lavender is going to give you a bit of opacity exactly. that the others don't and you can mix and match and make a lot. So you could you could even use the lavender in lieu of, uh, dare I say, a white or something. Yeah, you know? it could. And yeah. there's like, that. Th- yeah, I like some opacity in my watercolors. I like both. Yeah, playing so. with the opacity in washes and glazes mm-hmm. and stuff like this because you just get different yeah. looks. So I guess that yeah, lavender exactly. is what helps do that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. Like, you know, yeah. there's life's too short to be a purist, yeah. so to speak. I mean, I always <laughs> I always sort of liken it to, well, no one ever no one ever questions oil painters for thinning down and making a glaze right. so it's transparent, right? Right. So what's the difference? It's crazy. You're like, I, it's I think weird. of, you know, I want to think of myself. I am an artist and I'm going to use what materials I want to get mm. the end, you know, what end result yeah. I'm going for. Exactly right. We're expressing our exactly. artistic views. So. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. And that's, uh, yeah, it's always a bit funny. That's one of, if someone was asked me, that asked me the pet peeves that in our little watercolor <laughs> world, it'll be one of them for sure. Uh-huh. Um I actually had a lady walk out, or not walk out, but she she got the shits at a workshop um, because I was using white for highlights, even though I had white on my materials list. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you here for? Why? Well, yeah. if you like my work, then this is what I do. So Yeah, this, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's set the scene a bit for this next one. It's cool. Okay. It's a good one. So let's say... It's uh, all of a sudden you find yourself alone. It's no kids, oh. no husband, nothing going on. You've, they're just they're just away having a good time without you. So therefore, you're having a good time without them. So it's a I don't know Thursday night, and all of a sudden you've got a, a six seater table there. You're at one of them. You can invite whoever you want, living or otherwise, mm. from the art world or otherwise, who is, what is your perfect dinner party? Oh, wow. I like how you set that. Cause that I would say I have about, though I could add more, my friends in the plein air art world, I would have them over for dinner. Because <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, if I didn't have my family... And or my husband, I guess he's part of the family. Um, <laughs> I would want to talk art. I mean, literally, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And so they would be Jane Hunt, Susie Baker, maybe Kathleen Hudson, uh, Lynn Boyer. I mean, I could I could list more than five. <laughs> you know, Shelby. Yeah, Keith. yeah. Uh, because we have gotten together before, and I'll tell you, we have the most fun just discussing yeah. art into the wee hours of the night <laughs> and that's <laughs> who I'd want to hang out with. Um, yeah. you know, I just think that would be fun. And so, yeah, I mean, at first mm. I was trying to think, well, maybe some, you know, Oh, historic people, but 
I don't know how fun that would be. Yeah. No, I know you'd, uh, you'd spend the whole night asking questions. Right. Right. Or just like being in awe and not be able to ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> so that's right. I, um, I asked Herman Peekle that question and he said, Vincent van Gogh, he only came up with one or he stopped at one and forgot the question. I don't know, <laughs> but, um, he had, yeah. he had van Gogh because he'd, uh, he'd want to, he'd want to tell him that one of his paintings is worth more than all the houses in his suburb. So. Right, let him know that, hey, he was very successful. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'd like to talk to Van Gogh just to say what happened. Like, was did you? Yeah, what really like, happened? Was, was it you? Did you? There's so much conjecture and, and no doubt he'd probably just say, well, yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't himself. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He couldn't hear you from the answer. Um, that was terrible. That not was in his an good awful ear. ear joke. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, look, I've got nothing but bad jokes. Okay, right, good. Most, most of which um, don't make it or can't make it to air on the uh, on the podcast. All right. Um, <laughs> but um, lastly, Brian, what we'll do? Well, let's yep. finish up with this. So, if you're taught, if what do you? I'll, I'll phrase it this way. What, what is one thing that you wish you knew early on that you know now that would have helped you, um, whether it be in the business side of things, the actual painting side, something in your artistic career, what's one thing you wish you would have known years ago as opposed to now? Oh. So, therefore, it would be a piece of advice yeah. that you'd give to someone coming up, I suppose. Yeah. I would say... To not, I would give advice to not care what others say about your work. Um, to try as best you can to, to, to distance that. I mean, it's hard to because we put so much into it. But mm -hmm. to just consistently continue to paint and not listen to the voices from outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I think that's what deters people the most. You know, or can, yeah. you know, and sometimes that comes from inside yeah. yourself, but yeah, that's right. Just keep doing it. You know? Yeah. I think that's a great piece of advice because we all get bogged down on everything in everything that we're doing. And if we hear a, a negative comment, um, whether it be directly related to us or not, we'll make it related to us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's just one of those things. And it's a good bit of advice is just to just to paint and, and it'll all it'll be okay. My three year old joined us. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Cedric. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Cedric. Was it Cedric? It's Cedric, yeah. Hello, Cedric. Can you hear me? Hello. What are you doing? Do you want to come say hi? No. 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 <laughs> all right. No, he's out. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's this weirdest, just weird accent dude on the <laughs> on the TV. Um, cool. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Brian. This has been great, and uh, I'll put all the links to your websites and everything in the show notes for this. And uh, and it's been unreal. Thanks for joining us. Any um, anything else you you want to add while we're still here? I think these were great. These were fun questions. You know, just kind of. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was fun. To that's cool. Made I, me I try and do something that's not so strict. Well, and, not uh -huh. typical. You know, you had some different yeah. questions here, so it was good. 
That's right. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't know, life's too short to, tr- to be boring and uh, so tell me a bit about yourself. Right. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, <laughs> there's too much of that. So um, a bit of fun is good. It's always good. Now, ultimately, that's what we're doing. We're doing this because it's fun. We're, right? you, yeah. No one ever started to be an artist to make a million bucks. Uh, no. I'm doing this because we have to, you know. Yeah. I paint. That's right. I have to paint. So mm-hmm. there you go. Exactly. Exactly right. I paint because I have to paint. That's the perfect, perfect ending point. So thank you again. And uh, check out Brienne's work on YouTube. She's got a great YouTube channel. The Color in Your Life episode is great. It's got a whole bunch of stuff there. And please check out this. I've I've not managed to do it yet, but I want to. Brienne's got this great technique of um, sticking a paper onto onto um, gator board, which is. Amazing. So I, I want to try it one day. I'm just too scared that if I try that and paint on it, it'll just be a rubbish painting. Ah, yeah. And you just, just put it on once you've painted a good one. Yeah, you can put on another good. one. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. But no, check all those videos out. It's unreal. She's, uh, she's got some great stuff out there. But uh, thank you again, Brian, and uh, we'll catch you later. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> ah, thanks, Brian. That's great. That What a great, uh, a great story. Uh, great chat with her. She's unreal. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, Brienne, if you're listening to this. And uh, don't be a stranger. Let's do it again. Um, quick bit of business before we go. Please check out the my website, tonywhitewatercolor.com. And go into the podcast show notes. You'll see all of Brienne's links in there to her website, her teaching website, and her sponsors as well. That'd be uh, great if you could... Get over there and show them some love. And if you do, here's another thing. If you do uh, buy something on um, Art Scene's website or over the phone with Art Scene with these uh, with the sales that are on, um, mention me. If you, if you can mention that uh, that you heard about sale on the podcast, then that just uh, lets them know that people are listening and what they're doing is worth it. So I really appreciate it. But anyhow, thank you very much. I will now bid you farewell until next week. Um, Thank you. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you soon. Adios, amigos. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. If you didn't like it, your silence is greatly appreciated. Thank you again and catch you next time.